What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 The Yakuza Kick Radio. This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio, Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us! Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah! Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night in this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Klein, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your gym, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Spirited Dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it, Jason Mann. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga real point of cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that guy, you homie. Fuck that. Black dude. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza I think wrestling is for fucking retards. What's going on, guys? Um, so, yeah. You know, a few things to talk about tonight and, you know, some heavy shit. And when it comes down to it, I don't really have a lot of lighthearted stuff to talk about. And um, it's been going on for a while, but overall, there's going to be a transition with this show. Because I don't give a fuck about wrestling. I really, really don't. I have two wrestling related topics for the show but really not really not that that serious i have no no intention on watching wrestling like when 
when everything comes back, I don't really care. I mean, it just, it doesn't really interest me, you know? So, um, I'll get into that in a minute. I, I guess it's difficult to even figure out what to start with or whatever, but I guess let's just go with this Trump stuff. Um, I, I really had a hard time with this from the, you know, I, I saw this guy as an egotistical, um, cutthroat businessman that that's what he always was. As far as I was concerned, he had, he's always had a very thin skin when, um, you know, I'm a Howard Stern fan. So he used to come on Stern and he used to, you know, rate models and they'd talk about the, the way this one looks and that one looks and, He'd be talking about the, you know, going into the locker room while they're getting changed and, you know, all of these things where he just, you know, he had a very loose, just like guy in a bar kind of way of talking. And he still does. Um, the thin skin thing has been very evident for years now, too, because, you know, he um, he had a roast. And they had Artie on the roast. So he had Artie, um, you know, doing the roast jokes and this and that. And they talked about it. And then they had Trump in. And it, Trump, like, right off the door was like, yeah, Artie's great. Yeah, he was great out there. This and that. And he must have, like, forgot what he said, you know, amongst all the excitement and the celebrities and this and that. And the jokes were flying and stuff. And probably a couple of them hit a nerve. But in the same token, there was a lot going on. So I don't think it all, like, hit home the way it would if it's one person telling another person, you know, this thing. So, um, you know, then... They were like, oh, let's go over some of Artie's jokes from the roast. And he's like, oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah. But he had already said that Artie was great. You know, I loved having him. He was he was funny. He's such a great comedian, all this other stuff. So then uh, he goes, all right, you know, Artie, why don't you tell you one of your jokes, you know, from the, the roast? And Artie said the one that he's, he, um, I don't know if he closed with that or what, but he said, uh, you know, it must be really great driving through Atlantic City with your daughter and telling her, you know, it's it's going to be wonderful, you know, driving around, you know, when you're older and seeing your name on the top of all of those buildings if you marry a guy named Borgata, <laughs> you know. And that was the joke. And he immediately just, like, fucking turned. Like, he was like, Artie wasn't that funny. He's kind of a hack. Like, I was just trying to be nice. He's really a terrible comedian. Like, he just completely turned on a dime. And he wasn't, like, joking around either. It got weird where it was like, oh, like, he didn't take that shit well at all. And, uh, you know, you just saw that, like, oh, this this guy's a little... And, um, you know, going into being the president, he said a lot of wild-ass shit where you were like, no way does this guy get elected, and he did so you put a guy in office who never gave a fuck and definitely wasn't given a reason to give a fuck when he was elected saying wild shit. So look, I mean, you get a lot of crazy stuff, a lot of quotes out of this way and that way. Amongst all of it, it really created a lot of division. Not every Trump supporter is racist. However, every racist happens to be a Trump supporter. You know, that's, that's a pretty consistent thing. 
And he's a big fan of acting like he's down with everybody who's down with him. You know, he wants to keep those fucking supporters. He wants to keep those votes on his side. So he won't come right out and and stand against people who are doing wrong if they happen to be voting for him. And that's that's created a very, very dangerous landscape. And, you know, we see so much of this division and it, it's gotten to the point now where it really is you're either with Trump or you're against Trump. And it doesn't even matter at this point for the people who support him on whether he's right or wrong. It's not about the politics anymore. It's not these people are Republicans and they believe in the Republican way and this and that. I, the stuff that this guy is saying and doing, what president has ever been on Twitter battling celebrities? Active president has been battling celebrities on Twitter. This is what this guy is doing. And the thing that brought everything to just such a critical point for me and should be for uh, the majority of America, is this pandemic is the most devastating thing that we've seen in our generation. It brought our entire country to a halt. And that's something we've never seen before. Obviously going to talk about the very, very terrible thing that happened out in Minnesota, but... The fact of the matter is, is this pandemic is still going on. We hit 100,000 deaths in this country. And the president is creating a division where he's, he's telling people with masks, oh, you're just trying to be PC. He's telling people, you know, they, the governors need to let you out. You know, we need to get back to business. There's no vaccine. There's no cure. The numbers dropped because we went into quarantine. We tried to social distance. We tried to stay away. That's not going to stop the virus. Yes, people who were still in quarantine were still catching it because, you know, when you do go out to the store to get whatever you have to get, you might be exposed to some stuff. Now, if you get exposed to some stuff and now you bring it back to your house, especially in these city areas where people are all living on top of each other. These are things that are expected in this this crazy, crazy situation we're dealing with. But the president is just flat out denying a lot of these facts, a lot of these real things that are going on and just going, ah, you know. And from the start of it, he said it's not a real thing. This is just happening to, to rig the election. Like this is all just a plan to rig the election, which would have have us believing that all of the countries are working together in order to get him out of office, which. Who who believes that? When have all of the countries come together on anything, let alone our presidential election? You know, it's just there's there's very far fetched things that are being done. There's unbelievable statements that are being made. He's making statements up there, and the doctors right next to him are going like, and then they're getting up there and they're going. Yeah, no, uh, uh, that's not really true, but, uh, you know, it's crazy. They can't even get on the same page to make a statement. And I believe that his job as a president is to do his best to make Americans feel like things are under control. And I think that's the biggest fault in this situation is he's not doing that. He's trying to throw people under the bus. 
He's trying to make things not his fault. It doesn't matter if all these people die as long as the blame isn't on me. I'll put it on somebody else, despite the fact that he initially denied any of this being real. You know, it's, it's just a very, very scary time. And amongst the pandemic, he's golfing. He's battling celebrities on Twitter. He just, uh, you know, when we're starting to reopen this country, he's, he's saying that churches are essential. Uh, dude, you got to be fucking kidding me. You, you got to be kidding me. There's nothing essential about a church. You know, look, as far as the community goes, as far as I'm not a very religious person, but I mean, if it brings people together as a community and it, it keeps people um, happy and, you know, helps their sanity and helps their, uh, I mean, their focus in life, whatever it, it does to help, I understand and that's fine. But you can do this shit through Zoom. As far as God goes, he's supposed to see you wherever you're at, you know, so you could do that shit in your house. But the open mass gatherings of something that doesn't have necessity is insane. It's just crazy. And it's we're right now we're using our citizens as guinea pigs. And we're sitting back and we're seeing what happens. And then if the numbers go through the fucking roof, they'll ratchet down again. But for now, they're just doing a test run to be like, we don't have an answer. We don't have a vaccine. Just let them all out, and then we'll fucking see what happens. And if it gets crazy, we're going to just have to go back to what we're doing. If it doesn't get crazy, I guess we'll have to deal with the numbers and figure out what to do. You know, it's still very unsafe. I understand the economy is hurting bad, and you got to get it back to normal. But I think you got to start, you know, um, the the the... Um, the control of the whole thing has been lost. And that's the biggest problem is because not only now are we opening things and saying, all right, look, we're going to try to social distance. We're going to wear a mask. We're gonna do We've already set sides where if you wear a mask, you're a pussy. You know, and, and coughing at people and shit like that, like to show like, yeah, I'm not that side. I'm not panicking. It's like, dude, you're this isn't this isn't working. Like, what positive would it have for you to cough at people? What positive would it have for you to refuse to wear a mask while we're trying to get back to normal? If we get back to normal using caution along the way, what could be hurt? No one's taking your fucking rights for good. No one's fucking, hey, we're trying to lock you up forever. What the fuck? What would be the end game of that? It's just. It's insanity. There's so much just mindless. Um, just It's almost like a brainwashed way of thinking where they're not using logic. And if you throw logic at them, they just, oh, what about Obama? And it's like, I don't know what the hell that has to do with the fact that Trump is is trying to pass laws to make it where Twitter can't fact check him. What? What the fuck? So he could say whatever he wants on Twitter, and if it's false, then no one could call him out. Like that, that'll be uh, what? It, it's it's very very dangerous. The type of things he's doing and the lack of um, control that this country has right now, and everybody's on edge. And all the worst things are going to get heightened. All the 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 very Volatile things are going to become more dangerous, more volatile. The separation is higher now in this country than ever. 
And I've, you know, I've gotten to the point where I just like, there's no reason to be a Trump supporter anymore. There's just not. I understand now if you started off and you said, look, I, I'm, I can't fuck with Hillary. I, I know he talks wild, but there's a couple of things he makes points on. And I'm just riding with that. I, I really feel like he's got, you know, business mind to get this thing going financially, that thing going. And maybe he, he does some old weaselly shit, but he turns around and he, he makes the country work. You know, makes a bunch of money with the country. Maybe, you know, and again, this isn't my standpoint, but if that was your stance going in, I get it. You know, this is where, you know, teach their own, you figure out, you know, what sides you pick. And, and that's, that's your choice. So if that was like your initial stance, like, I can't fault you for that. I mean, we're kind of just like betting on a fucking horse and hoping they come out in front, you know, um, people will sell you a fucking bullshit coming in the door. Like, you know, Murphy, uh, you know, th- th- this guy, he came in and one of his main platforms is like the day I get in, I'm legalizing weed. He didn't have the power to do that. So he got in there and he's like, Hey, what do you guys think about that? And they're like, fuck no. And he's like, nah, I tried, you know, uh, supposedly it's on the ballot for November. So who who knows what goes on now? You know, I mean, they're talking mail-in ballots and this and that Trump said that, uh, kids, Kids will rob the mailboxes of all the ballots because that's what kids run around doing. The kids will just raid the mailboxes for the ballots because I, I I don't remember ever raiding a mailbox for a ballot as a kid. And I was a jerk off kid that would, you know, do things of that nature if it made sense to me or uh, it seemed like fun. But that that doesn't seem like fun at all. Um, rigging children or rigging elections. I, I don't I don't think that's happening. But, um, you know. This is what we're dealing with. But like I said, now there's no reason for it. When you see some of the things he's doing and the way that he's handling things and then just go, yeah, no, that's my guy and fuck Obama. And it's like, well, first off, he's not the president anymore. He did eight fucking years. The division in this country was nowhere near what it is now with Donald Trump. It's just not. It, it just wasn't. You could say that, you know, and sure, honestly, there was a lot of racism as far as the uh, the people hating on Obama, like the dude just couldn't do right. And he was as diplomatic as it fucking gets. When you come down and you listen to that guy speak, he laid it down. He made you feel confident that you had a president to be proud of. This was the greatest country in the world. And he made you believe that. Now, look, political stuff, you know, there's always some shit going on behind doors that, you know, maybe isn't the best of things. This is going on. That's going on. I don't think... There's been a completely clean slate for any president we've ever had. Politics are fucking dirty. I mean, that's the type of shit that goes on. I think he came away with a very good track record of no scandals and, um, you know, having the respect of a vast amount of America. This cat is bugging the fuck out. He's just snapping on reporters. He's telling them, go ask. He's telling Chinese reporters or Asian reporters, go ask China. I mean, dude, like real wild shit. And now we're spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning and going, oh, yeah, well, Biden, Biden had a, 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 you know, he has an accuser. He might have raped somebody. Okay, well, then the lawyers just dropped her case. They dropped her as a client. You know, okay, well, Trump had like fucking 18 or 19 fucking accusations. Yeah, but did you hear about the one from Biden? It's like, yeah, did you hear about like the fucking 20 of them from Trump? Yeah, but Biden with the one, are you going to, 
you're going to put a rapist in office? And it's like, do you know that Trump paid off all these fucking people? Yeah, yeah, but the one Biden has, and it's like, dude, you're not even listening. You're, you're not, you just, you only care about the one thing that Biden supposedly did, which has not been proven. It won't be proven, because as far as I'm concerned, he didn't fucking do anything. I don't think he did a fucking thing. And then they start freeze-framing pictures of him fucking standing there with a little girl. Like, are you out of your mind? Yeah, and you're, you're fucking, you're chalking that up to some kind of molestate. You're out of your minds. This is really, really crazy fucking thinking, and that's that's what you're basing your political stance on. You're basing your political stance on, I don't know, that picture, his hand looks a little low, like he, he clearly was trying to do something. Oh, in front of the crowd of fucking people in a photo op, he's trying to fucking grope a, a little girl? That, that's really what you believe? Uh, come on, guys, you gotta do better. You, you really gotta do better. Trump's handling this fucking pandemic terribly. Many, many more people died because of him. But that you, you got to still point fingers at somebody else. And then the new Biden thing is Biden said, he said, uh, if you vote for Trump, you ain't black. And he said that shit like lightheartedly and like, you know, look, again, if you believe that he's a racist why did a black man pick him as his running mate for four, for fucking eight years? Why why is that? Because he's just this undercover brutal racist. When your fucking president is calling the fucking people in Mexico bad hombres, he's telling the China the Asian reporter go ask China. He's he's saying uh, where's my African American? There's my African American over there. Things that are coming out of your president, your guy. But you're going to spin any kind of little fucking minute thing and go like, no, 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 that guy's racist. And it's like, that's not the thing you want to bring out. You know what I mean? It's like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Just like, you know, he was trying to hammer Obama for the birth certificate, the birth certificate. And then he got his proof and he was like, yeah, but still, people have been saying about his fucking tax returns. And he just gets to just not do that. He just gets to not play along. Like I said, there's just no reason to be a Trump supporter at this point. No logical reason without saying, and again, this is how my 10-year-olds argue. You know, if you say, you know, why did you do that? Uh, but Jada, uh, but Crystal, this is how they argue. This is how they defend themselves when they know they're wrong and there's no way out. They just fucking, they, they try to point it at the other twin. Oh, uh, what a, what about her? You know, and this is the tactic that we're doing here. This isn't this isn't like um an even keeled political discussion where you can go, oh, okay, yeah, um, he's battling Jimmy Kimmel on Twitter during a pandemic because, well, you know, that's important to our country. He's he's golfing during the pandemic because you know you just gotta get those fucking strokes in. You know, that's not that's not all right. Um, yeah, so I'm not with it. Um, you can check out more of my videos coming up soon. I didn't get to film this past weekend. had a bunch of stuff going on and, uh, just, just didn't get around to it. Um, I did get a ring light, so the the videos are going to look a million times better once I actually, uh, get going with them. Hopefully this, this coming weekend here, um, we'll see what's going on. I pulled my back out, but. I, I did get all of my fucking training days in this week. 
Um, so I'm very happy about that. We've really been killing it out there at the training. I'm going to hope that I feel good enough Monday because we've been training Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, I've been ho- I'm hoping that next week I can film like my, my sessions, you know, not, not the whole thing, but I'll do like a run through of all the training exercises that I'm doing. And I'll just like do them like back to back, like a little bit of this, a little bit of this, explain what I'm doing. And then if anyone out there wants to like go grab some shit in their yard and, and go get at it, then fuck it. You know what I mean? I, I figure, you know, maybe some of the stuff that I'm doing can motivate other people to do some other things like, um, you know, coach Payne, um, he's a motivational speaker, fitness trainer. Um, he, he put a, a lot of things together that he does very innovative training and he does, um, like some pre-race speeches and, in um, obstacle course racing. That's how I became familiar with him. His name's Dwayne Montgomery, um, coach Payne. You can catch him on uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter. I don't know about Twitter. Uh, Instagram. You'll see a lot of fucking videos on there, and you know the different things that he, he puts up. He, he's a very, very intense cat. He really gets after it, and his his workouts are very innovative, and it pushes you outside of your comfort zone because everybody knows your basic bench presses, your your curls, your this, your that, but functional fitness is very, very, um, beneficial to your life. If you can, if you can make it where you can jump up anything and crawl under anything and fucking turn this way and turn this way. And and your body is fucking firing on all cylinders. Well, then that's, that's a really good fucking level of fitness while making all these muscles stronger along the way. Um, so I, I really admire a lot of the things that he does. And I've, I've put a lot of those things, into um you know in, into the training that I've done out here with the girls so um yeah I, I I'm gonna try to you know post some stuff and you know like I said if anyone can gain any um influence or inspiration or whatever from it then then awesome either way we're gonna be out here doing the fucking thing and uh what I've been doing is I've been doing like a different set I'll put together a different um routine and when i put together the different routine we'll do monday wednesday friday with that same routine and then next week we'll switch up new routine monday wednesday friday and uh then the next week new routine monday wednesday friday now next week we're gonna take the past three weeks routines And we're going to do one of them on Wednesday or one of them on Monday, one of them on Wednesday, one of them on Friday. So we're going to have now different training, three different days of the week. And then the following week, I'll come up with a new one and we'll hit that Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then the following week, we'll have another completely different each day and we'll pick which ones we could we could put into those slots. So um, it's just keeping that muscle confusion going, keeping. um, you know, the the reason I like to do the same thing three days out of the week when I first come up with it is because you want to get used to it. You really want to get the routine down. So you might, you know, come up with a new routine, hit it on Monday. And some of those things you'd be like, okay, I got it now. Wednesday, I'm going to hit that shit a lot better. I'm going to really go after it on Wednesday and have that shit down. 
So then you, you got it more on Wednesday, and then Friday you're just outright fucking killing it because you know exactly what you're doing. Um, now you're, you're you're even trying to push some of those exercises a couple reps more. You're trying to you know push it a little harder, maybe add a little more weight to this or that. So now it really gives you a flexibility to do more with it. And then the next week you switch it up, you know? So now we're going to go into next week familiar with three different routines and put them all into the one week. And it's, you know, we're fucking, we're going to be unstoppable out here, you know, but this is the type of shit I'm up to, you know? And, and I think it's very important to keep your body fucking moving and keep your physical fitness up in order to keep your mentality right. Because Man, especially with this shit, you sit around, you fucking see all the craziness on the news, and you just sit and stew in it, man. You you fucking lose your sanity. I was definitely losing my sanity towards the beginning of this thing. Gym clothes, all of this stuff, and I honestly think too, if they open up this gym soon, I'm canceling my fucking membership because um, I I don't want to take the risk in the gym. I'm not trying to be in there with a bunch of motherfuckers, and um, uh, you know. So I, I'm comfortable with what I'm doing. I would like a little bit more um, weights. So I would like to get like some 60-pound dumbbells, some 15-pound dumbbells for various different things that we're doing. And then I'll be happy with what I have set up back here. So, um, yeah, so that's just like quick little fitness update on, on things there. Um, I said I, I have no problem with trying to help people too, you know, if anyone needs any advice or, or anything about what I'm doing. Um you know, let me know. So, um, that's that. Now I want to talk about this. Uh, this is one of my little wrestling, uh, interactions. So I want to make one thing very, very clear right off the, right off the bat. <clears throat> I did not go on Jimmy Lyons Chondo's page. I'm not friends with him. Um, and, and to be honest, I think he's a really nice guy. I crossed paths with him a few times when I was doing the ringside photography for Jersey All Pro. And he was always a very, very nice, very polite, considerate guy. And honestly, that hasn't fucking changed. Um, and I'll get into that in a minute. But so somebody sent me the um, the picture of him blading in his house. Like he's, you know, he's bleeding in the, in the pictures. And, uh, let me, let me pull this, this thing up here. Hold on. There it is. So he's blade. He, he's bleeding down his face in a bunch of pictures. And it says like, how's everyone else's night going? So someone sent it to me knowing that I'm, I'm going to fucking light this dude up. Now here's the thing that goes on with me a lot of times because you know, people get this, this crazy misconstrued um, opinion about me. Like I'm just dying to fuck with people. I, I'm really not. I work six days a week for the past 19 fucking years. That's my life. That's my actual life. Not fucking with wrestlers and, and pissing people off on the internet. I give my opinion on things and I have a very blunt, very harsh opinion on things. And it's just how it is. And I don't have any love for the wrestling business anymore. So I, I don't have a lot of fucking, 
I don't have a lot of chill. Uh, you know, call it what you want to say. Like, I, I, I don't give a fuck about that at all. So there's no compassion there. There's no anything. It's just I, I, I don't like it. And I see a lot of the behavior as just garbage. So when I saw that, my first thought was, you know, this guy's a fucking loser. Because he's in his house. There's no fucking wrestling. And he's in his house cutting himself and taking pictures and putting it on fucking Facebook. And this was the same guy that when this pandemic started, he was like, I will staple items to to my random parts of my foot depending on the donation will depend on what part of my foot I staple uh you know dollars to or whatever the fuck he was stapling to it like that's just gross fetish shit this isn't fucking wrestling anymore this is just like weirdo body mutilation like just gross shit it's just gross shit to me so that's what that is so again, this goes back to someone hits me up and, and sends me the picture in my fucking uh, instant messenger and, and is just like, look at this bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, look, fucking look at this. Because they know the next thing that's going to happen is I'm going to be like, fucking fuck guy. Da, 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 da. So a lot of people hit me up with this type of shit. Because they know, like, I don't want to be the fucking bad guy. I don't want to go online and be like, this guy's a piece of shit. But I feel that, and I know if I send it to Jay, he'll fucking get him. Because he doesn't give a fuck about these people. You know? So that's what actually happened. This isn't like a lot of these people put on a silly-ass page. Oh, he's stalking. He's not even friends with you, and he's looking at your page. No, I'm not doing any of that. That's not reality. That's that's not what's really happening. I see a lot of things that people fucking say about me or whatever because someone sends me a screenshot from your fucking page. The same way that someone sent a screenshot from my fucking page when I posted it on my thing with the screenshot I was sending. The very same screenshot. I took it, fucking saved it from my, my uh, instant message and then posted it on my wall and said this guy's a fucking loser. Uh... So then starts off the fucking thing. Now, let me let me say from the start. This is what Jimmy Lyon posts. Uh coming from a guy I never talked to, never really interacted with, and even when he does post stuff, I never joined in on other people getting on his case. As far as I know, never said crosswords about him. I'm not even friends with him on Facebook. L O L O L to each their own. L O L. And you know, I read that shit. And I immediately felt bad for a second. And I was like, dude, he's still a nice guy. Despite the fact that I'm calling him a fucking loser, this guy's still a nice guy and isn't going at me. He doesn't have anything to fucking say about me. I'm like, oh, man. And then I'm like, but he's in his house cutting himself and taking pictures on the Facebook. I still think he's a fucking loser. So that's that's just what that is. That's just the reality of that. That's like, he's a nice fucking guy. But posting pictures of yourself bleeding on fucking Facebook in your 30s, you're a fucking loser. I mean, I'm sorry, but that's that's reality to me. That That's how I actually feel. You could be a great fucking guy, and I hope you get past this little weird fetish point in your fucking life. You're a great fucking artist. You've done a lot of good fucking things as far as photography and, you know, the, the filming and the, the things that you've gotten involved in there. I don't think you're a very good wrestler at all. I don't think you've applied yourself to your wrestling ability at all. 
when it came down to TOD that sucked. Every time you got there to, to prove yourself or, or a chance to do something, it, it fell short as far as I'm concerned. And again, my standards are high because I, I checked out. So now, like, it's impressing me, man. You you got to do some old real fucking intense shit because, I, you know, I've seen so much and I'm just not that interested anymore. So it's fine. It's You don't have to impress me because I'm not, I'm not a wrestling fan anymore. Now, so again, that that's my stance on the dude. I don't have any fucking beef with the guy or anything like that. And I do feel bad when, like, you know, I, I responded to, like, what he's doing the way I feel about it. But he's a nice guy, and I, and I don't, you know. So part of me goes, like, damn, that sucks, you know. But I don't not feel that way. It is what it is. So now let's get into the fucking comments because this is when, you know, the floodgates always open and now the people go out of their way. They always had something to say about me and this and that. I'm not addressing all of them because it's mostly the, 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 you know, the usual suspects, the ham heads, the fucking, you know, all of these, these geniuses. Um, so let me, let me see a couple of these fucking people. Um, because there's just a few things I want to uh, I want to address. Um, okay, the one guy, Rich uh, Concannon, I think he goes is like front row rich or some stupid shit like that. Uh, he posts Jesus comment popped me. Okay, Rich is a drunk. Uh, I deleted him from my Facebook because he was never stopping posting things about getting completely shit-faced and hammered and flailing and and doing all that bullshit that I used to do when I was a fucking blackout alcoholic. And um, he had, I guess he was sober for a bit and then like proudly announced like, I'm off the wagon and I don't give a fuck who likes it. And it's like, dude, I'm sorry, but as a person who's seven years fucking just about seven years sober, I, I don't like that. It doesn't make me comfortable. You know what I mean? I, I'm not a fan of it. You can drink. You can do whatever the fuck you want. I'll have people over my house and they could drink. And it's it's fine. I'm not offended by that. But if you've like admitted that you had a problem or you're just really, really sloppy about it, I, I'm not it, – it, I don't like it. I don't like the look of that. You know what I mean? I've seen it up close and personal, and it, it doesn't it, – I don't like I don't like watching it. So I told him one day, I sent him a message and I said, Hey man, I got to delete you off here because like, you know, you're, you're constantly on some real, just like off the wall, super drunk all the time stuff. And, you know, I, I just, it, it kind of, as a guy who's, you know, been sober for all these years, I just, it's just not something I want to see on my timeline all the time and stuff. So, you know, no offense dude, but I gotta, you know, I, I gotta, you know, part ways with you or whatever. Cause you know, I don't even like know these people like this. So he said, oh, dude, you know, I'm sorry, you know, but fucking I'm doing my thing and, you know, whatever. He's like, I understand. You know, I hope you reconsider something, but, you know, I understand. So this is that guy. And uh, and he, he goes, uh, Jesus comment popped me. So, again, this shows this, this, this drunk shit because Jesus didn't say a fucking thing on this page because Jesus is my guy. So... I'm already thinking like, geez, so I scroll back through the comments. I'm like, he didn't say anything there. And then I see, oh, Neil Cutter said, 
please tell me that's your blood and not your girlfriend's, LOL. That was on Chando's initial post. So apparently he thinks Neil and Nell are the same thing. Um, and the white deathmatch wrestler in his picture is clearly Black G's. Um, so this is the type of people that I'm dealing with. So when I say that I'm better than someone, it's because these are the fucking people I'm dealing with. I'm dealing with someone who's bathing in their alcoholism, can't even read or fucking see straight. And then they're fucking telling me, oh, he thinks he's fucking better than me. I know I'm fucking better than you. It has nothing to do with thoughts. So this is this fucking idiot. Um, and then he said something like, fuck me or some, uh, some shit. Um, uh, let me see. Uh, Hamhead had something to say, but I, I don't see his post because he blocked me. He blocks everyone who's even friends with me. You know what I mean? Like it's I'm not I'm not addressing Hamhead ever again. If Hamhead ever wants something with me, I, I beg him to come fucking see me. Because you know we already know the deal. I'm not going over the story again with this fucking guy. Um. Da, da, da. So then uh, another guy posts the uh, the Teddy Hart picture and, uh, you know, the, the, the Photoshop that um, Sozio did with the, um, you know, the, the fight picture or whatever. Um, so I, I don't know, like, what's so funny about that because everybody's like, oh, yeah, it's fucking it's crazy funny. Da, da, da. Dude, no, like, legit, though, like, I'll, I'll beat Teddy Hart's fucking ass. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if all of you guys could say the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I I train my fucking body hard. And um, see, here's the other thing. And I want to I want to skip uh, I want to skip ahead somewhere. Uh, so so then uh, Bucky Bucky Hines says uh, Teddy was challenged by Thundercat to a fight because he doesn't like what Teddy does to his cats. Truth. Absolute truth. He treats the cats like fucking shit. He's breeding fucking cats. He, he, he's, he's having them in their fucking car. He's got cats with hematomas. He's got fucking like, uh, come on, man. It's not even fucking debatable. If you don't give a fuck about animals, then you're clearly not going to see eye to eye with me on that situation. But I don't see eye to eye with anybody who doesn't give a fuck about animals. I don't give a fuck about wrestling. So see, we clearly don't have the same mind state. Um, dude's like, Oh, and notice the tiger stripes on his arm, and, and the other dude's like, "Oh, you didn't know they're everywhere. That's his whole body." And it, first off, I got tiger stripes on my forearms, and I got tiger stripes on my back. As far as I'm concerned, I've earned my motherfucking stripes. Call that shit pun, whatever the fuck you want to call it. This is this is who I am. You know what I mean? Uh, my tattoos represent who I am. You know, and, and I can get into a whole thing on my tattoos and this and that, and maybe I'll do that on another podcast. But like. But I can give you fucking reasons why I did every single thing I've done on my body. I live my life for cats. You understand that? Like, you stupid cocksuckers who live your life for fucking alcohol and fucking wrestler autographs. I live my life for cats. Six days a week, I'm working with cats and I'm saving cats' lives who would otherwise be dead without me. That's what I do in my life. So if I walk my fucking 
if I walk around with fucking stripes on my body, there's a fucking reason for it. There's not, this isn't just like, oh, it's fucking weird. Yeah, a lot of you assholes are running around with skulls on your body. What's that? What the fuck is that? You were a fan of a dead guy or is it super cool because it's the fucking horror movies told me skulls are fucking rad, man. Makes me a fucking badass. No, you're not a badass. You're not a badass, you're not a gang member, you're not a shot caller, you're not any of the fucking things you, you say you are. I'm exactly what I tell you I am. So let's, let's, uh, let me see. Um, Bucky Hines says, he does a podcast about wrestling but hates wrestling. And so, look, I started out doing this podcast almost 10 years ago now. July will be 10 years. Um, I was a huge wrestling fan. And you can go through the progression of this show and see, as time went on, I lost my interest. And a lot of things contributed to that, you know, and, and part of that is maturity. And I just fucking grew away from it. So I'm still going to do a show. I'm still going to talk about whatever, you know, comes up. Um, you're not going to hear a whole lot of fucking wrestling reviews. You're not going to hear a whole lot of actual wrestling talk but if some shit comes across some people send me fucking screenshots look at this asshole look at this asshole then i want to comment on this just random shit that goes on on fucking facebook you know just 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 commentary on random things that i happen to see some of those things have to do with wrestling that's that's that it's really not a difficult thing to figure out it's just not um Let me see. Then uh, Bucky says, well, I find him entertaining and I 100% positive any comment made on the internet about him. He will have someone run to him and tell him. Then he will act like a bad motherfucker and he's the baddest dude on the planet and his podcast and talk shit about wrestling fans and people he, that he's better than people. No, no, I'm definitely better than people. The other part of that is not fucking true. I'm not the baddest motherfucker on the planet. I'm not any of that. Dude, there's a million people that are a million times better than me. I spent my whole fucking childhood getting my ass kicked. I'm very well aware of how getting your ass kicked feels. I have had that happen quite a few times. I am looking at the group of people who are talking shit to me on Facebook and going, y'all ain't shit compared to me. Not the baddest on the planet. The planet consists of more than the MDK crew gang fucking Facebook page. These motherfuckers aren't in my league. That's the people I'm talking about. So be be fucking be aware that I'm I'm not talking about fucking the world. I'm not considering myself some kind of fucking top level fighter or anything like that. I don't fucking fight take care of animals and I love my family that's what I actually do I train my fucking body and at 42 years old I'll run fucking circles around all the people in this fucking shithead group that, that's, that's what I'm saying and I know it offends you and it makes you feel like I'm saying I'm the baddest in the world but I'm saying I'm badder than you specifically you are a fucking slouch you don't do shit that impresses me you're a fucking loser you're a fucking bottom feeder. Not the whole world. Not that I'm better than everybody on the fucking planet. I'm better than fucking you. I'm better than your fucking parents. And I'm better than your fucking cousin. That's what the fuck I'm better than. Has nothing to do with 
the baddest in the world. Not even fucking remotely close. I have no delusion of who the fuck I am. None. I'm not one of these little assholes that sit on there going, oh, I'm not a cop caller like DJ. If I grabbed one of you motherfuckers, you'd be on the phone faster than you could fucking even blink. Like fucking little AJ from up the fucking road who talks shit every time my fucking name comes up. He lives five minutes away. He wants zero part of me. So as far as the shot caller, cop caller, shut the fuck up, dude. You're playing make-believe. That's what you're fucking doing. You're playing make-believe. That's, that's why what I do offends you is because I talk about real life, and that shit bothers you because I'm not up for playing make-believe. Um, and then he says uh, on the podcast, better than people, he, he's a real wrestling fan because he went to shows years ago and thinks people are supposed to kiss his ass. Wrong. Absolutely not. I'm not a real wrestling fan. I'm not a fan at all. I am not only not the best wrestling fan, I'm the worst type of wrestling fan because I hate it. I don't fucking like it anymore. I don't find entertainment in it. The best type of wrestling fan is a lot of you guys who keep buying the fucking merch, who can't fucking see a show that they don't like, who loves every single thing that any wrestler does, who will sit there and fucking... Just go on and on and on and on and on on fucking Facebook pages and fucking join every deathmatch group possible and share clips all day and shit like that. You guys are the fucking wrestling fans. Again, I'm in no delusion of what I am and this and that. I'll tell you that I used to be a wrestling fan. I used to enjoy this. I'll tell you what I used to enjoy. But as far as right now, I'm not a better wrestling fan because I'm not a wrestling fan. And that specifically doesn't make me better than you because that's not what I'm basing that on. That's not what I'm basing that on at all. I think we've outlined the things that I'm basing that on. And again, this becomes more about these assholes that are just looking for a reason to talk shit about people that they don't want to see in person. This is what that is. This isn't about fucking Chando at all. Because again, I, I think he's a good guy. He's a, he's a fucking weirdo. He's into weirdo shit and cutting himself on fucking Facebook. But he, he's, a, he's a good guy. So this, this starts off with me making a shitty comment about a guy who I think is doing weirdo fucking loser shit on Facebook. So I make a comment about that. Someone runs back to him like, oh, you know what he said about you? And, and now everybody gets to fucking take their shot from a, a nice, safe, safe, cozy distance. But it's fine. It's not, it's not a big deal to me. You know, I'm addressing these things just because there's some inaccuracies in what people are saying. So if you want to write your own fucking script about your own fucking life and make believe that you're not a cop caller and all that other phony, stupid shit, then have at it. Have fucking at it. it that's not my business. You do what the fuck you want to do. But um, there's some inaccuracies. Um, so now Wiggy, uh, Wiggy is um, a terrible, terrible fucking podcaster. She is the reason, one of the reasons, why the CZW podcast was a complete fucking failure. Um, she sounded like absolute shit on the mic. Um, everything that was done by that CZW podcast was completely not entertaining and just garbage. Absolute fucking garbage. 
when they first, first started their CZW podcast, I was probably the only fucking platform that was consistently having CZW guests on. And they fucking tried to like have their own lane where they could only say positive things about their company. And they flopped and failed and nobody gave a fuck about their company, about their fucking podcast. And, and then furthermore, later on, their company. But Wiggy is going to talk shit about my tournament of death incident. Now, they keep talking about this incident, but they keep bringing it up, not me. They'll say he's still talking about that. But the only time you hear me bring it up, correct you motherfuckers on what actually happened. So just a few things is I'm not telling the whole fucking story again. It's, it's ridiculous to keep fucking telling this story. Because I've, I've been done with it. I've been over it. It's not, it's not a fucking... It's not a burden on my fucking life. I'm not crying about a fucking cut from a... You know. So, uh... She says, He threw a bitch fit that one of his tattoos got messed up and wanted CZW to pay to have it fixed. LOL. Ha ha ha. Yeah, no. That actually didn't fucking happen. Not really true. That didn't fucking happen. So it sliced me down the middle of my animal tattoo. When I got home and the shit was still wide the fuck open, they put like band-aids on it backstage. Um, I, I, I just kept thinking about it going, man, like this shit is going to be fucked up if I leave it like this. So I went to the fucking hospital. The hospital when I got there... Because, again, I got pictures of the cut. I don't need to prove it to any one of you cocksuckers. But it, it was a major fucking cut. And the doctors, when I got there, said, thank God you fucking got, you came here for this because this would have healed real nasty. And unlike you guys who are like, fucking cool, I got a super gross scar from a wrestling show. Like, that's not what I'm looking to do. That's not what I'm looking to do. You know what I mean? I paid a lot of money for my tattoos and, and made sure I got a fucking fantastic artist because I, I, I want my shit to look good and it looks fantastic. So you guys could shit on my tattoos all you want, but my tattoos look better than yours. The majority of you. There's, I'm sure there's some of you out there with some really good artwork. The majority of you have some bullshit tattoos talking crazy because you're not into my choices of tattoos. But as far as the actual work goes, it's fucking phenomenal work. You're out of your fucking mind if you think any different. Um, but anyway, so I had to fucking, I had to go and I had to get a fucking baseball stitch down the fucking, down the, the length of the cut. The next day, because I had already done an interview with John Zandig and Zandig was trying to get involved in the fucking, um, in the inner works of, CZW at the time because that was you know when he had that whole deal going and he, he still really planned on doing shit there and he called me personally and had me on the phone he was apologizing over and over for that happening at a show and like you know shit's got to change and that like it shouldn't be run that way and like there should be better fucking uh, handling of that and security and like you know uh, you know all of this and he kept saying, dude, I, you know, I want to make sure that your tattoo is fucking paid for. I want to make sure your tattoo is paid for. And I said, don't worry about that. I said, the doctor bill is a different story. I was like, because it's going to be type high. You know, it's, it's not it, it's not some old little bullshit thing. 
it actually came out to fucking 700 and change. And you can make a decision with your fucking life. If you want to fucking keep some, some crazy ass fucking scar from a wrestling show because someone jumped into the crowd with barbed wire on their foot and you just feel like that's, that's cool shit and that's all right. And if people get hurt, they get hurt. And that's just what happens. Sometimes people get sliced wide open at tournament of death. Nah, sorry. I mean, I've been to fucking well over 10 tournament of deaths and people don't just get massively sliced open in the second row. They just don't. But you know, it's really cool for you to paint it that way because you'd love for me to be soft in some kind of way, shape or form. Yeah, I mean, you guys are built soft, but if you could tell a story that makes it sound like I am, that makes you feel good. But that that's, again, make-believe. So, Zandig kept fucking, t- dude, you know, whatever the hourly rate is, you know, just let me, let me know. Like, regardless, of course they'll take care of the hospital bills, but, like, don't, you know, I, I want to make sure, you know, you got some, you know, really nice work done. And, I, I you know, I want to make sure that that shit's paid for and is it is. I said, you know, I'm not, I'm really not worried about that. And my guy, Kel, he touched me up and all this. And that was not fucking DJ paid my fucking hospital bill in like six installments. Because that's, that's the fucking, that's, that's how good fucking CZW was doing. Is he had to pay fucking 100, 100 and change a month. And every month he'd fucking send me the fucking money to fucking put into the fucking bill until the bill was paid. That that's how that fucking went down. I didn't bitch and whine and wanted CZW to pay for my tattoo. Not reality. Again, completely not reality. When I got my shit touched up, which was a long time afterwards, because I only went back and got that shit touched up when I started working on Oscar up above him, up above Animal. So I was like, yo, why don't we, you know, hit this, hit this right here and fucking Kel touched that shit up. Took him fucking 20 minutes, you know, because uh, you know, it, it was a, it was a good fucking line, but it was a line, you know, it was, you know, maybe an inch or so of, of just white skin that went about five inches, four inches. And this was I mean, this was a well healed cut. So imagine if it wasn't stitched up. And again, I don't give a fuck if you like my decision to go get my fucking arm fixed like you know, like a normal fucking human being would do, because you guys would just like, wear the scars, stitches are for bitches, like, eat it. you know what I mean? Like, again, you guys aren't shit to me. You know what I mean? You guys are absolute pussies. You're built like fucking, j- just slobs, like fucking disgusting fucking slobs. So don't, don't tell me what tough is. You're not, you're not even remotely close to the picture of what that, what that really is. You guys are built to be fans. That's what you're built to be. You know what I mean? I'm still at 42 years old, built like a fucking competitive athlete. So I, I'm not really looking to fucking hear what you decide that you think is fucking, you could eat a cock, you know what I mean? And, and you guys have been flirting with that side of things for a long fucking time with, with the dick spots and the dildos and this and that and all of that other stuff. I've seen way too many of your interactions online that people send me like, oh yeah, I'll fucking, I'll fucking blow you. So you guys can have fucking all sorts of fun with that. Just just do that. Stick. That's your lane. That's ex- exactly your lane. Stick to that. So they're going back and forth. Da, 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 da. Um, Mike Oldhouse says, oh, yeah, I was there. Uh, if the action's coming your way, move. He didn't move. Uh, again, not to go back over the whole thing. I was about four or five chairs into the row. So almost in the middle. 
there wasn't enough fucking time to get everybody out of the row, and the rows were packed too tight to move any other direction. So I had my girl on one side of me, and no chairs on the other side, which is where the guys were going to land. And no, I didn't move from that spot. And if he didn't have barbed wire wrapped around his foot, it wouldn't have been a big deal. But you don't jump into the crowd with barbed wire wrapped around your foot. He did. I got cut. Shit happens. I'm moving on. Hospital bill was paid. I don't give a fuck. Uh, it's, not, it's not a lifelong fucking thing. It only keeps coming up because you cocksuckers think that this is, this is my fucking weak spot. You're really not, you're really, you don't have anything. But again, the inaccuracies, I just want to make sure that you keep up with it. You know, just, just, just know what the fuck you're talking about. So let me see. Um... Yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty much it. Um, I don't know. Some other dude says something about uh, this Corey cat. Says something about I'm I'm a douchebag. I tried to call him out, and then uh, uh, I'm a washed up deathmatch version of Jim Cornette. I, dude, I don't even know what that means. He's a fucking legend. Uh, Jim Cornette's a fucking legend. I don't know what the fuck, you know what I mean? Like, I've never been in the wrestling business. This guy's accomplished more than you guys could ever even fucking talk about. But because he says things you don't like and I say things you don't like, now I'm like Jim Cornette. I'm, I'm not that either, guys. You, you guys are giving me more more credit. You're telling me I think I'm I'm like fucking Ken Shamrock out here. I'm the baddest motherfucker out there. And uh, I'm like fucking Jim Cornette, dude. I... I don't have the wrestling knowledge of that, and I'm no poor fighter. And I, but this is this is the image that you guys have painted. So I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Uh, just a bunch of shit. Um, let me see. Bunch of fuck that guy. Da 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 da. And uh, shout out to Jeffrey Sand. Uh, you know he he said right right there on the thing like you know how many of you guys are gonna say that shit to his face? N- nobody's saying a fucking thing. Um. Uh, yeah, I mean that, that that's pretty much it. Oh wait, wait, wait one more. Dave Parker says I used to be Facebook friends with him. He posts weird shit about his cats. Okay, so here's the weird shit. You guys are Teddy Hart fans, right? I post weird shit about making cats social and friendly and adoptable that other people would call unadoptable, and the cats would be euthanized eight days into their fucking stay without me. So the weird shit that I post is how I changed their fucking lives and I'm their fucking biggest defender and I've been there for 19 fucking years doing that. So that's the weird shit I post about cats. Real fucking weird. And again, Dave, come fucking tell me how weird I am because, again, I I would love for these motherfuckers. And and Dave, Dave is this fucking weirdo dude. I think he's from Delaware or some shit. And he used to post nonstop, like, bashing eagle stuff 
and it got annoying. Now, you should know, for me to say that someone bashing the Eagles got annoying, you know these motherfuckers were off the chain because I love bashing the fucking Eagles. I love bashing the fucking Eagles. So if you got to the point where it's like, okay, you're just being fucking weird now. Like, it's not even like a team thing anymore. Like, you just, you're just being a fucking weirdo, and, and it's annoying to me. So that, that's, that's Dave, but I, I, I post weird things about my cats. So um, stay tuned for more weird things about my cats because um, that's not going to stop. Um, but I, I hope my friendship, my friend uh, list continues to dwindle down. I'm working on it. I I eliminated like fucking a hundred something people off my list uh, the other night, last night, night before. I don't one of those nights because I'm just I'm done with it. I'm done with this fucking Trump shit. I'm done with this fucking wrestling shit. I'm done with all of this fucking nonsense where this division is so fucking strong and I got to deal with all this nonsense that I'm talking to random motherfuckers I would never cross paths with if it wasn't for Facebook. So because I'm friends with fucking Anthony Alston, I got to deal with some stupid cunt on his page that has a big fucking stupid opinion. And now now I got to listen to her fucking mouth. You know what I mean? Not doing it. I'm not fucking doing it. So I'll have a discussion with a motherfucker. I'll go back and forth with the motherfucker. And that'll be the last time I do. And I'll delete him and I'll move on because I just need my life to not have this in it. You know, some people just move away from social media, this and that. Um, but when it comes down to it, you can just create your own little fucking social media bubble and and just not deal with anybody outside of that shit. And to me, that's, that's a lot more comfortable because it's not real life. It's just not real life. Whatever they're actually doing in their life has nothing to do with what I'm actually doing in my life. So it's like, Hey man, I need to find people that are interested in the stuff that I'm doing. And I'm interested in the stuff that they're doing. And maybe on Facebook, we could fucking cheer each other on doing what they're doing. You're doing some impressive shit. Maybe you think some of the stuff I'm doing is impressive. And we can go like, hey, man, good shit on that. Yeah, good shit on that. What are you doing next week? Oh, I'm doing this next week. Da, 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 da. And it's some something I could respect. I've filled my Facebook with shitheads from the fucking wrestling business. And I don't respect the things that they're up to. The things that in, they enjoy the very most, I'm very disconnected from. So you see where it just, it just doesn't line up anymore. And I just need to change my fucking, my group. I just, I just need to change my fucking group up. You know, that, that's what it comes down to. And this, you know, this political divide, this fucking this and this, this is, you know, this whole country, this society has gone in a very, very bad fucking strange direction. And I'm not down with it. I'm just not down with it. I just want to keep doing me. I just want to keep loving my family. I want to keep taking care of cats and being their biggest fucking defenders. That's my legacy in life is taking care of cats and, and being their fucking, their backup, being their fucking lawyer in a situation where someone says, this cat's aggressive. You can't do anything with this cat. And then I prove them wrong. So that cat gets to fucking live. That cat gets to continue to fucking live and, and be part of someone's family. That's that's what I'm here for. That That's exactly what I'm fucking here for. Nothing else. None of this other shit means a goddamn thing to me. It just doesn't. It can't. Because we got a very, very small fucking window to live on this fucking planet. And when that fucking time runs up, all that anger you had fucking built up, all that fucking, oh, I, I argued about politics every day until I died. Like, fuck that. I don't want that life. 
I want to create a fucking world around me that I'm fucking happy with. I want to go enjoy a day with my family and not worry about this bullshit. Oh, this one said this about Facebook and this one who, who you know, fuck you. I, I'm not dealing with it, you know? And this is why, like, another one of the reasons why I wanted no parts of being in fucking crowds anymore with these people. Because they're going to say the wrong thing to me and I'm going to rip one of them the fuck apart. Like, physically, and, and, and it's not going to be easy to fucking, to stop. Not because I'm the baddest motherfucker in the world. Not because of this. Because I've explained to you guys before. I've been fucking picked on as a kid. I got my ass kicked. I got to a certain level of maturity and said it stops here. It's fucking over. It's not happening anymore. I've I've tried to do the play along with motherfuckers and, and tell people what they want to hear and and fucking pretend like I'm something I'm not so that way I fit in and this and that. And I didn't like the way that felt. It didn't work for me. It didn't feel genuine. It didn't feel fucking anything. So now what you hear out of me is unfiltered fucking honesty. Y- you guys think because it rubs you the wrong way that I'm saying it to get a reaction. But why am I getting rid of you motherfuckers off of Facebook when you disagree with me? Not because I like to go back and forth with you. That's it. I'm just putting out my fucking opinion. Some people agree with it. Some people don't. Whatever. But I, I guarantee you my podcast is a million times more fucking entertaining with just my honesty. Just my pure fucking honesty and, and, and my personality is more entertaining than any of this deathmatch hour cocksucker fucking fest with fucking. They're doing Facebook Live, paying fucking guests. And then when they get fucking uh, this many fucking watches on their thing, because all you have to do is click and then you got to watch. That doesn't that doesn't tell me anything. I'm doing shows without guests every fucking week and I'm getting a lot of fucking listens. And a lot of you motherfuckers who hate me are listening. So it is what it is. I'm not saying anything to get a reaction, but whatever I happen to talk about, you motherfuckers are tuned in. I, I don't know what it is, but I talk like this on a regular fucking basis. This isn't for the show. This isn't for the internet. This isn't for any of that shit. I'm a 42-year-old man, and I know it sounds really fucking weird to you when honesty comes out, when motherfuckers just talk straight, and they're not trying to please somebody else all the fucking time, but that's that's what it really is. Now, um, let's let's talk about, you know, another very, very fucking sensitive topic. You know, um, this, I mean, the things we have fucking dealt with here, um, as Americans, as Americans, because as far as I'm concerned, this is not about race. The specific incident was very much about race. Very, very much about race. That's a racist fucking person. That was a killer. We all witnessed a killer. We watched a man die on our fucking Facebook. We're watching it get reshared on everything. I mean, you can't avoid it. You you can't avoid it. And it's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting that this happened. You know, as far as the incident goes, 
I, I don't think that there's anything you could say other than what the fact is. George Floyd was murdered by these fucking scumbag, racist, fucking, the worst fucking version of evil. Cops. This is what that is. That's cold-blooded murder. All four of those cops should never see the light of day again. If there's a death penalty in that state, I don't know the laws like that. They should be put the fuck down. Simple as that, as far as I'm concerned. That's it. They should go. Um, you know, and the thing is, is when it comes down to the way that things are handled... It's very bad. It's it's really, really bad when things are handled in a very lopsided manner where, you know, the prosecution isn't rapid. Things aren't acted on quickly. And, and it creates a very uncomfortable atmosphere for everybody. The justice doesn't exist because... This is such a blatant murder that we're all seeing in front of our eyes. And the action just isn't swift the way it's been in the, in the past for other people. Um, now, I, I got to tell you what happens next. You know, what, what happens next is more separation, more violence, more destruction, People turning on each other. Aries Spears is a comedian. He posted some stupid shit like, all right, all you white people that are out there reciting our lyrics and stealing our culture need to go rise up and take care of this. And it's like, first off, bruh, this isn't my guy. You got to understand, that fucking situation where that murderous motherfucker killed this black man out there that was about race. That was about his hatred for that race. His hatred, period. I'm not a racist guy. That's not my guy. I ain't with that motherfucker. I might not have the color in common with that man on the ground, but I have a lot more in common with that guy than I have the guy who hates a person for their race on top of him. Because I don't feel that way. I've never felt that way. So you don't get to pull me into this and go, well, you're white, and that's one of your guys, and that's racism. That in itself is racism. You don't get to put me with the evil motherfuckers and say, that's your guy. That, that's not what that is. It can't be that. That's facilitating more racism, more hate. The same way that if, you know, when 9-11 happened... The fucking scumbags who walked into 7-Elevens and started beating people up. That's, that's what's happening. This, this is, you can't just turn on a race of people because of one evil, terrible motherfucker. And, and let's not say one, four in this, in this situation. Um, I, I gotta, you know, before we go full to the riots, I gotta address the Colin Kaepernick thing again because this is, this is, you know, it keeps going back to this fucking guy. And this guy wasn't about that fucking life. This guy used 
terrible situations that were happening to black men out there to get himself a platform, to get himself attention. He didn't do this shit when he was on top. He did it when he was on his way out. He did it when he lost his fucking job. He did it on his way out. He wore cop pig socks. That creates separation. Not all cops are bad. That's That creates separation, what he's doing. The kneeling in itself was peaceful, but it was made to bring a halt to a game. It was made to bring things to a screeching halt to say, I'm doing it for this. And I saw... You know, former friend uh, Christian Simpson, uh, Daily Blitz, he posted a whole fucking, you know, thing. He, he writes the articles and stuff like this. And, you know, I, I lost respect for him when he decided that Mike Vick paid his fucking dues and leave the guy alone. Like, he, he's fine. It's just dogs, you know. Not, not, that shit doesn't work for me. So, again, like, you know, I guess everybody picks their lane. Um, but this is right and wrong is, is what this all comes down to to me. And I think we react to right and wrong and, and continue to keep that fucking, keep that lane. Because the more good that we do as individuals, the better this world is. You can't match a fucking wrong with a wrong. We got more wrongs out there. That's what we got. We, we're, not, we're not fucking going in the right direction. Um, as far as Cap goes, like I said, um, he did that shit for attention. He got himself a fucking multi-million dollar fucking Nike contract out of that shit as a retired NFL player. You know? Uh, he went out there. He fucking tried to hold a workout. And then he went out to fucking owners and, and talked shit to them. You know, th- this is what he did. He, he put over Castro. He put over the leadership of Fidel Castro. While saying how terribly the United States is handling their law enforcement. There are terrible incidents out there that need to be addressed. No question about it. But to say that anything that he was doing was a solution to anything is insane. It's insane. And I know like anything that leans in the direction of that not happening just feels good. Just naturally that's the 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 gut reaction is for it to just feel good because look, he's trying to do this for that. You know, I mean, that's, that's, that's what it looks like on the surface to people, especially people who don't know the difference between, you know, this football player and that football player, you know, and where his career was at the time where he took this stance. Um, he, um, so when he did this shit, um, you know, it, it created more, you know, this and that. And then once Trump said some old stupid shit, because that's all he does is say stupid shit. Then it was like, well, we got to do this because Trump doesn't want that. So then it's again, it was a, it was an anti-Trump thing and it was, a, you know. But um, so Christian, the reason I even brought him up, because he posted a whole thing about it and he posted can we even believe that this is still happening four years or five years after Colin Kaepernick kneeled on the, what did you think an NFL quarterback kneeling on the side of the field was going to fix this problem? Was that what we actually thought was, was that the mind state is like, I can't believe this is, this is happening after a guy kneeled during a football game during, during the national anthem. 
did this is you thought that this would be over because of that? Well, that's that. Then maybe that's why the mentality is where it is for the way people feel about Colin Kaepernick and and how they treat him like he's some kind of Malcolm X. He's not. He, he's far from it. He he's far from Martin Luther King. He's he's not a leader. And what he just fucking did, what he just put out there, to me is disgusting. And I'll get to that in a minute. So now the next thing that goes on is rioting. Rioting, looting, burning fucking targets down, uh, 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 smashing fucking windows, stealing all the shit out of the store, um, all this. Let me tell you something. Um, Seeing something you don't like on the news, no matter how evil it is, doesn't win you a free TV. That isn't the fucking answer for a goddamn thing. You're not fixing anything by going and getting you some free shit based on an injustice. I saw people taking these fucking stances in, and I just want to post, uh, I, I just want to uh, read off the post that I had my issue with Anthony on his fucking page. So he posted, no caption necessary, 100%. Now this person posted, for the anti-rioters, what the fuck y'all think no justice, no peace means? So I responded, anti-rioters, and I put that in quotes. Man, fuck out of here. You mean civilized people? People should be outraged, but damaging and robbing businesses that had nothing to do with this is garbage. Fuck these people. And that's the way I feel, because... Target ain't got shit to do with this. Target ain't got a motherfucking thing to do with this. Burning the, the, the fucking, smashing through fucking Target, looting and destroying that fucking store has nothing to do with this. And the mentality that you think you can inflict some kind of will, you can punish the law enforcement, you can strike back at the government physically... You're dumb. You're fucking big dumb. Because if they strike back, you lose every fucking time. You think you got more firepower because you're mad than the fucking government? They will kill every fucking one of you out there. Are you out of your fucking mind? This isn't the fucking answer. So, so then, So then I said that. And uh, I get this response from this chick. She goes, nah, Jay, fuck you for saying that on a black man's page. Shame on you. And then she posts uh, a tweet that was uh, Tommy Lauren, who normally says just crazy Trump shit. But this is this is a real legitimate. This is I, I agree with her on this. And I don't agree with this side of things on almost anything. So she says, how does looting, rioting, and destroying your own community bring justice for anyone? And I agree with that. It doesn't. You think you're waking them up by showing them how mad you are. That's not the fuck. You still have to live there. The motherfuckers you're mad at don't live there. The government 
the, the high-paid officials that there should be passing the laws and reinvestigating these fucking precincts and doing evaluations on these fucking officers the way that they should be doing because they should be bringing in outside entities. They should be bringing outside enforcement, and they should do mental evaluations on all of these fucking officers every six months, every year, whatever they find the most successful. They need to do this shit as a routine on every precinct in the fucking country, especially high crime areas, period. This is what needs to happen if we're going to come down with some solution of it. Regular reevaluations of all these officers by an outside entity, not by somebody in-house that's going to play favor to this and that. So by an outside organization that can be created by whatever level of government or whatever the case is, again, this is what you want to enact into the fucking community. This is what you want to bring into play. This is the change that we need. You can't physically fight motherfuckers that can now, okay, so you burn down the police station, look, and, and that part of it I get. That part of it I get. It's not right, but I get it. You burn the fucking police station down, that's the house of these motherfuckers that allowed 18, 18 fucking complaints out of this fucking guy and only two fucking disciplinary actions levied against him. So they facilitated this fucking murderer to do what the fuck he did until he finally fucking killed somebody. You burn that fucking building down, it ain't fucking right, but I ain't mad because, yo. And again, a lot of this gets spun to where people go, if you're madder about the looting than you are the murder, then nobody's madder about the looting than they are the murder. Nobody. Nobody. The murder is a fucking horror movie. It's fucking horrendous. And then, so then, she's saying this like as if like, me saying rioting is bad, and the people who are rioting are bad is somehow a racist thing. I, I'm saying it on a black man's page. So, uh, you know, I told her to eat a dick. Uh, I called her stupid motherfucker because that's how I feel she is. Um, and I said, what does color have to do with anything, anything to do with rioting being wrong? And then, uh, she says, uh, Oh, wait, wait, let me go back to the Tommy Lauren thing. Cause she says, uh, how does looting, rioting, destroying your own community bring justice for anyone? And then uh, somebody responded and said, I don't know, but they tried peacefully kneeling, and y'all had a problem with that too. So again, we're going back to the cap thing, and then we're going like, we tried kneeling. You didn't like that. So we figured we smash all the stores in because clearly that's the only other option we could take. What what the fuck does that even mean? And this is this is what you post in, in response to me saying that rioting is bad. And it's like, well, we tried kneeling. You know, okay, I guess we're going to have to burn the place down. And no, that's not really your only other option. It's really not. Kneeling wasn't your only option either. That was something made up by a football player. Dad was on his way out of his fucking career because he was exposed. His talent level went down. He lost his fucking muscle mass. He was a backup quarterback that started as a fucking starting quarterback. He lost his fucking job before he started up any kind of fucking stance to bring attention to himself. It it ignited a second career. It funneled millions of dollars into his fucking bank account that would not have fell into his bank account had he just finished his career as a backup quarterback. But again, he was going to have to compete for a second string job. 
So he might have been a third string quarterback. College quarterbacks are coming out of the fucking college every year. Every single fucking year. And every year people just keep going, yeah, but Cap's better than this quarterback and Cap. And every year passed, oh, he hasn't played football in a year. He hasn't played football in two years. This fucking young kid is coming out of fucking college ready to kill it. And because he, he this was his fucking thing, we're just going to act like there's no reason why he shouldn't be high. That's not how football works. You know, that's a, very rarely do people come out of retirement after not playing for a few years. Gronk is doing it, but like Gronk won multiple fucking Super Bowls with Tom Brady and he's coming back to play with Tom Brady in fucking in Tampa Bay. And to be honest with you, I don't think he's going to do a whole fucking lot. That's besides the point. Um, so, I mean, this is a lot of what it comes down to. So then, uh, she says, uh, oh, 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 wait, Anthony says, trust me, dude, I'm in no way saying rioting is the answer. No, that's, that's kind of exactly what that fucking post said. Uh, and then he goes, the issue here is that minorities are constantly told that if you fall in line, follow the rules, protest peacefully, etc., everything will be fine. Well, when we do that, they still find a way to fuck us over. When you constantly treat people as less than, these are the things that happen. Is it right? Absolutely not. But Target has insurance and will recover. Merchandise can be replaced. One man's life that's lost. Uh, one life is lost. That's it. And then, uh, and I said, uh, life loss has nothing to do with Target. These cops are criminals and the rioters are criminals, period. And then uh, this chick po- pipes up again and goes, LOL, why are you defending Target? You have stock with them? Who cares about their temporary losses, which they will get back? Target isn't hurting at all. You know who is hurting? George Lloyd's family, friends, and loved ones of the black community that we keep telling them we don't care if their people are murdered in the street. Also some things you should read and she posted some other fucking meme i don't need to deal with that her fucking memes that she finds and thinks are brilliant let me fucking explain something to you why you say the target doesn't matter why you say they can get their fucking you, they can replace merchandise all of these other things but a black life was lost this and that let me paint a fucking picture for you real quick you imagine being a black man that works in that target You imagine being a black man that works in that Target and seeing the news that we all saw on the news. And it hits home to him more so than it hits us. And more so than it hits this stupid white bitch over wherever the fuck she's from that's on Anthony's fucking page trying to kiss his ass and call other people fucking racist. But it hits this guy real fucking close to home. Not only because he shares the same race as the person that was brutally murdered in the street, but he lives close enough to know that man, to know that man's family. To possibly have seen him before. So he's got to go into that Target. This is during a pandemic still. Don't get it fucked up. We are still in a pandemic. And Target is one of those essential stores that allows people to still work during this while so many people are out of work. So while people are out of work, this black man goes in there to feed his family. And and he's got a hard time getting up and going to work in this atmosphere. He's got to think about that could have been him on that street when He knows he's walked that path before. He might have seen that cop before. That cop might have walked in the fucking Target the week before that. 
He knows that this shit could have been him. He knows that this could have been any one of his family. He knows all these things, but he's got to find a way to suck it up and get back into that target that next day because he's got to feed his family. He's got to feed his family. This is the struggle he's dealing with. He's dealing with a harder road than a lot of people are out here justifying this bullshit because it is real fucking close to home to him. Real close to home. So now he walks into there and he's trying to get through his day so he could feed his family. So that check still comes in. He could pay his fucking rent and he could he could feed his family. And as his day fucking starts, fucking shopping carts start flying through those fucking windows. Guys, people start rushing that fucking store, ripping merchandise off, knocking shelves over, breaking shit, fucking that whole place up. Because in everybody's mind, that shit could all be replaced. Well, guess what? If that target doesn't open the next day, he doesn't have a fucking job. And if that target is beyond repair and can't get fucking repaired because now the fucking construction companies are are, are not going because you, you got the pandemic going on and maybe they're backlogged on fucking work. So even if they are open back up, can they get fucking assistance to fix that place up? Can they get back under operational conditions in any kind of timely fashion? Does this fucking guy have sick time to take that he now has to take because someone else thought this was the right way to enforce justice? Is to fucking rush this store and to take all these fucking people, black, white, whatever they are, that had nothing to do with this crime. They, they're getting taken out of fucking work. They're getting money taken out of their fucking pocket. They don't get to go to fucking work tomorrow. Now they got to go fucking home and wait on a phone call from a business that got destroyed because someone thought that was the right way to show the man what the fuck is going on. So that guy, that guy, a black guy right there in the store that was working trying to feed his family has nothing now because you thought you were showing the white man, you were showing the cops, you were showing the government what the fuck happens when this goes down. Bullshit. You're wrong. You're fucking dead wrong. And anyone who has that fucking feeling, I don't give a fuck. You could you could delete me off the fucking friend. Because, again, I don't need more fucking friends on this Facebook. I, I don't need to go back and forth with people with these ridiculous fucking statements that think it only affects the merchandise of the billion-dollar company. No one works there. No one feeds their fucking family off of the money that they make in fucking Target. None of the none of the fucking people. Nobody has any fucking ties to, to financial gain that, that, that feeds a fucking family. All the fucking things that were burned, all the things that are broken, the people that still have to live there with nobody coming to repair it. No fucking, no enthusiasm, no actual um, initiative to fix these things that were broken by their own community. What kind of rush do you think they are to fix this, to fix that? You're not doing the fucking math on this. You're just going, yeah, this is what we need to do to overturn the government. Are you fucking crazy? This is as stupid as the rednecks that go, I got guns so the government can't take my shit away because I'll fucking show them what's up. And it's like, no, because if they drove a tank onto your fucking lawn, I don't care how many guns you have, Jethro, they're running your fucking house over and they don't give a shit about you. If our country can go into war with any other country on the fucking planet and most likely win, believe me, they could destroy the fucking people of Minnesota who are angry at the moment. Your revolution means shit when it comes to destruction, when it comes to fucking mass fucking terror. What that is, is terrorism. When you destroy buildings, 
when you fucking steal things, when you rip things down because of your views on things, that's unlawful, and that's terrorism. That's homegrown fucking terrorism. That's not how you answer a fucking uh, a murder, is by being a terrorist. Like, look, I get my fucking hours cut at work. I want to punch the boss in the face. Do I get to punch the boss in the face? Of course not. If I said, all right, I'm just fucking walking in his office, punch him in the fucking face, and be like, they're like, yeah, uh, we're we're going to have to fire you while he's holding his fucking teeth in his mouth. Or we're going to have to let you go. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. Because when you cut my hours, uh, I felt like the, what I had to do next in order to show you that I didn't like that shit you were doing is I had to punch you in the fucking face. So thing is, and they're like, yeah, um, we're going to have to ask you to leave the building now because you don't work here anymore. And I'm like, you don't understand. I checked my paycheck last week. And it was like $100 lighter than normal. So the thing is, is like, I didn't come in here looking to throw a punch this morning. But then you did this shit. And then you, you fucked me over right there. So then I came in here, I punched you in the face. And you're like, look, the cops are on their way. I mean, you could either leave on your own. Or, you, you know, I mean, you could you could just fucking wait for them to get here. And they're going to tell you take you out of the building. And I'm like, yeah, but what I'm saying is like, I used to be able to hit the car payment and the rent payment on the same week. But now with the pay cut. I got to do thing. So I punch you in the face because of the thing. And I don't like that. And it's like, clearly that's not the fucking, you can't just show motherfuckers what's up. So you stop doing the thing that I didn't like. That's, that's not, that's not what we do. That's, that's not how um, civilization comes together. You're not going to have good and evil meet in the middle of the street, all holding guns. And they give each other a knowing nod and be like, you stay on your side of town. I'll stay on mine. This isn't a superhero movie. These motherfuckers have moved in the national guard. Like again, people are, getting fucking mad at Trump. And look, again, Trump's a Jerichoff. But when he says shit like, you know, uh, when the looting starts, the shooting starts, that's real shit. They're not just going to let you rip the city apart because you feel like that's the answer to this. You feel like, well, you fucked us over, so we're going to fucking tear this bitch apart. They don't have to let that happen. They don't have to let that happen. So they've moved the National Guard in, supposedly 500 fucking National Guard members deployed into the fucking area. Now, they deploy that fucking National Guard into the area. You keep being fucking violent and reckless, and you're, you're losing fucking lives. They are not losing that battle. You're not knocking down a bunch of fucking National Guard members. You're not shooting motherfuckers. You're not, you're not taking them the fuck out, and they're not losing that fucking battle. You're not going to take armed forces out with your anger over this situation. That's not what that is. So then when Colin Kaepernick, again, this Jerichoff gets on the fucking internet, and he goes, you know, all of you freedom fighters out there, and I'll pay for your lawyers. We're getting top lawyers together now to make sure that we fight for your your freedom uh, when, you know, you get called in on these charges. Okay, well, he better be paying for funerals too, number one. Number two, oh, Colin ain't setting fire to shit. Colin ain't at the front of that fucking thing throwing shopping carts through fucking windows. He's not running out of the fucking store with a TV. But he's, he's sitting back and he's going, yeah, guys, keep fucking blowing shit up and I'll just fucking float over a check, man, if you need something. He's no fucking hero, guys. That's inciting fucking riots. That's, that's continuing to promote violence, promote, promote destruction. If you think that's the fucking answer, we're not on the same fucking page. Two wrongs don't make a right, and that fucking statement wasn't written by the KKK. It's not a racist statement to say that two wrongs don't make a right. That, that's just fucking, that's, that's 
how we're supposed to operate. We're supposed to go, these people are fucking terrible and something needs to be done about it. And we need to fucking, we need to go at these different lawmakers. We need to make sure the right people are voted in the fucking office because this is, this is half the fucking problem is the lawmakers that are in office are a lot of them are fucking evil. Can we violently and physically attack them and then come out on top and they're going to go, oh, you're right, man. Just stop breaking stuff and we'll do the right thing. No, you can't do that. You you can't destroy your way into a better country. That's not what that's that, – that's not going to fucking happen. You're fucking crazy and delusional if you think that's what's going to happen. Is they're going to go, all right, guys, you know – we're going to start doing a lot better and we'll get your town fixed up right away. I'm so sorry that I made you break things. It's really my fault. And you were right the whole time. And, um, you know, uh, we're sorry. Um, I mean, do you want the same target? You want a better target? Well, I mean, we'll, we'll rebuild, you know, like a better target and stuff, you know? Um, but again, like think about the lives that actually, live there and then think about it on the on the coronavirus end of things right so fucking you shop at this target this target is trying to social distance they're trying to you know minimize occupancy in the store it's an essential store so it's staying open for the groceries and this and that this is the main place that this person these people within a certain mile radius are shopping in that store that's where they have to go. They're pretty much going there and going home. These people are trying to be really, really safe. I'm talking about, you know, the specific group of people that are adhering to these these uh, safety measures and they're trying to do their thing, right? This store doesn't open the next day. This store maybe doesn't open for a week or two weeks or whatever the case is. And I, I don't know the shape of the target, I, but but these are the realities to writing. There's no safe way to reduce restock the shelves on Monday. Like, that's not – it's not – what this is so now the person has to travel you know the person who's just as heartbroken over what happened in their community now has to travel maybe a half hour out of their way or an hour out of their who knows how far away the next store is that they and now deal with more crowding and more congestion and less social distancing based on the fact that they have to share a store with another community of people that were using that main store as their one place that they went to try to keep themselves quarantined and away from things. But so, you know, the ramifications of when you destroy things, especially amongst a pandemic, it's way bigger than just showing people what's up and the billionaire company doesn't mean shit to me. That's not what this is. There's a lot bigger things at stake and i understand that a man lost his life that never should have and the people who were involved and responsible for it are cold-blooded murderers and they should be put down they should be fucking put down i I wish the law was set up in that fucking state that that's that the death penalty is a possibility i don't know that it is but they should never see daylight if that's not the case never again that's it you you don't get to live on this fucking planet with the rest of us anymore. You stay in a box in there and, you know, maybe the COVID blows through that fucking, that jail. And then that's the end of that, you know, who knows? But, but believe me, I, I, you know, I, I couldn't be more against the thing that happened. That doesn't change the fact that the next move is, is not this, this isn't, yeah, you go guys. That that's bullshit. 
and it and it's a real easy thing to say from a distance, but if you were working in that fucking target, what do you do? When people come flying through and fucking violently and fucking aggressively or ripping shit off the shelves and knocking things over, you're standing there in your little red fucking vest. What do you do? You just fucking salute them and go, I guess my shift's over for today. Uh, I understand what you're doing, sir. And then you just fucking leave the store and drive home and go, well, well, honey, I guess uh, I don't have to go to work tomorrow or maybe for a long time. Yeah, they ripped the target apart, but you know, they were so right for doing that. I don't know where I'm going to get money from anymore, but um, good on them. It's it it goes a little fucking deeper. So that's all I got to say about that. Uh, the last thing I just wanted to touch on real quick is uh, this fucking uh, um, um, cameos. Just to lighten the fucking mood just a little bit after this uh, tirade. These cameos. So apparently, um, Sasha Banks wants $375 for a cameo. Kevin Owens wants $139. Arn Anderson wants $100. Mark Henry wants $70. So basically, you can get Kevin Owens... Mark Henry and Arn Anderson all to cut you videos for less money than just Sasha Banks doing that. Um, something called Brawlin' Barnes, who's in very, very bad shape, um, She'll do a video for $7. Um, She's actually right next to the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase, that'll do it for $75. So I thought this was the funniest fucking picture ever because it was Ted DiBiase laughing, you know, clearly after he said everybody's got a price. Uh, And he's next to Brawlin' Barnes kneeling on the beach. I mean, looking bad. Um, but don't be surprised, guys, if some of my Facebook friends start getting fucking Brawlin' Barnes videos, because I could spare seven bucks for that, that amount of comedy. So, um, yeah, I mean, just, I guess, stay tuned. Um, Leo Rush charging $35. Ricky Morton, 30 bucks. Uh... Dominic Dijak, uh, wherever you say his last name, $15. Uh, Road Warrior Animal, 75 And, uh, you know, it's just it's just some funny shit, man. Um, on your mom's house, they actually had a... Uh, because he, he's continued with this, uh, you know, going after the wrestling fans. And, uh, you know, because, of course... I think wrestling is for fucking retards. So he um <laughs> he made up his own wrestling character called Mystic Rick. And um he fucking paid for the cameos for Bret the Hitman Hart, fucking uh Kurt Angle and Ric Flair. Ric Flair charges five hundred fucking dollars. So this dude put out legitimately seven hundred plus for these guys to cut promos 
putting Mystic Rick over as like the best fucking wrestler in the world. He can get out of the ankle lock. He's on Ric Flair's level. He's uh, better than the best there is, best there ever was, best there ever will be. Like that whole shit. Like, dude, that's fucking hilarious. So, um, a big fan of your mom's house. Check them out. Um, plugs. Uh, check Shaheen out. Um, you know, I know Shaheen falls on the side of things where he thinks, uh, you know, the writing is a great idea, but. You know, and I don't know, man. I, I hope not to lose uh, Shaheen as a friend in the future. I don't know anymore who I'm going to lose, who I'm going to keep. I, I got to just keep being me. You know, I, I'm very genuine in who I am. And uh, it, it's not my intention to fucking go after people or part ways with people, you know, that I formerly had really great relationships with. But I'm just, I'm not very open on opinions anymore. I'm just, I, I'm just at the point where I'm certain things are just a little bit too fucking too much of a definite line on things uh, on certain things where I just like, I no, I can't, you know, yeah, they all teach their own, you know, everybody's got their own opinion. Like there's certain things I, I'm just not flexible on that shit, you know? So I, I, I'm hoping things continue to go, you know, all right, you know, but uh shout out to Sheen and, uh, uh, chair shot tease uh he, he's doing like i think another podcast with another one of these guys uh over there and he's doing cooking shows and he's 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 you know he hits a lot of fucking avenues so big shout out to him i hope everything's going well with him and man shit keeps happening with his house over there it's fucking wild shout out to wrestling soup joe numbers anthony missionary thomas john draper uh Check out False Count Radio, Andrew Carluck. Um, check out my man Jeremy at I Got You Five Stars. Man, my guy, he just went through some shit with my man fucking Eric Williams, man. They did this fucking show. They did this show reviewing the, the, the Game Changer Wrestling Acid Cup 2 Night 2. Eric fucking, I, I don't know what kind of coma he went into. I don't know if he had a stroke. But like halfway through the show, he just disappeared. And I used to do the show with him. So I, I always give credit to Eric. Eric is the reason why I'm doing this show. Uh, he he saw a vision in me in, in something. He saw something in me to say, oh, you'd be a good podcast guy. And uh, fucking so almost 10 years later, here I am. But um, Eric's always had fucking very bad issues with uh, being a podcaster. Um, A lot of the things he does, it sounds very forced. Um, You know, it just, it looks, it sounds like he's trying too hard. Um, So we've seen some issues with him, some things like that. And then I don't know what the fuck else happens because like, I would be doing a show with him and it would sound like, like a Wolverine broke into the fucking room and just stole him out of his fucking computer chair. And like, oh, I guess Derek's gone because it sounded like a little bit of commotion. And then it was just gone mid conversation. And I had to just carry the show. So uh, again, you know, baptism by fire, Eric made me have to do the fucking show by myself. So I grew accustomed to being a solo host because of Eric. And uh, not in like a way where he intended it, but that's kind of the way it had to go. Um, And again, like I, I, I fucking think he's a great dude. I think Eric's a great, great guy. I don't think he's a fucking fantastic podcast. I just don't. 
but I think he's a great guy, excellent friend, um, definitely a guy you want on your team because I, as far as I'm concerned, he's, he's very loyal. He's one of the nicest people you ever fucking talk to, and, and I have a lot of respect for him. You know, I call things like they are. I'm very fucking honest about things, and I just, you know, he, he proves time and time again because he was doing podcasts before I was doing fucking podcasts, and if this shit is still going on fucking over a decade later, enough already. You know what the fuck is going on? Fix that shit, bruh. So he fucking disappeared. The Wolverine snatched him out of his chair, whatever the fuck happened. And then Jeremy just didn't hear him anymore. Jeremy's doing the whole fucking shrew, like on on the fly, like, oh, I guess I'm by myself now. And he goes through the whole thing. He's doing plugs at the end of the show. Eric comes back with, like, dementia. Like, I don't know what the fuck goes on. I don't know what happened. But he comes back and he's just like, yeah, yeah, this thing about wrestling and and Jeremy's like, oh, Eric, you're there? You're back? What happened? And he's like, yeah, it's this thing about wrestling is this is the other thing. He's like, no, but dude, you disappeared. Like, I just stopped hearing. He's like, yeah, I don't know. It's like, you know, wrestling these days is just like, you know, one of those things where like, uh, you know, you, you try something different, uh, something different, and when you do it different, and, and it's just like, <laughs> at that point, you could hear Jeremy just like start to kind of like laugh like, Dude, I, I don't even know what to make of this. You know? So, again, yeah, shout out for, for Jeremy because, you know, Sozio is struggling, but my man Jeremy was struggling on that show, too, because he, he had to deal with some random ass shit that Eric threw at him. I don't know what to do. And, again, you know, I'm not saying any of this to make Eric feel bad. Again, great fucking dude. Love that guy. But, like, yo, man, <laughs> he, he stranded him out there. That shit is crazy. So, uh, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, pay for his, uh, fucking fight TV or fucking internet fucking wrestling TV for a month or something, you know, hook that fucking guy up, do something, you know, drop a good review on his fucking iTunes, do something, Jesus Christ. But, um, anyway, you know, I'm just fucking with you. You can listen to him fall asleep on the, the Eagles podcast if you like as well. Um, I would also fall asleep on the Eagles podcast. So it's it's okay. Um check him out over there. Um then uh check out my speaking of struggling, Sozio. Struggling with Sozio. You know? He he's he's doing his fucking thing over there. He's interviewing all the people you might have forgot in wrestling. <laughs> no, um yeah, man, check him out. You know, he, he's interviewing all sorts of different people from, you know, CZW's past, uh, guys that he had worked with, and um, not just CZW. He, he gets people from all walks of life. I mean, you got to love the diversity of his show. I mean, he came to my house and interviewed me. He, you know, he's talking to, um, you know, people that have been through, you know, survived cancer. He's, he's talking to people who, I mean, all the different trials and tribulations that people see in life and have dealt with. I mean, he, he really touches all bases and just has, like, fucking conversations. So uh, check check out Sozio for sure. I think I hit fucking everyone this week. Like I said, I, I'm fucking getting bad with these fucking plugs. But I think I got them all this week. So, uh, yeah, check everybody the fuck out. And, um... I think I'll check you motherfuckers next week. Um, the uh, check out my my fucking uh, puppet page too. It's called Grizz World. That's where you can see my Taj Forty Five Trump videos. Uh, definitely been given 
quite a bit of information and, uh, you know, uh, ammunition as far as, you know, content and this and that. So I should be able to put together some uh, comedic videos, at least, uh, you know, something on the lighter side of things. The reality we deal with is very, very heavy. It's very real. And there's no uh, fixing that based on, you know, the way that my puppet talks on YouTube. But, you know, some people will maybe share the views that I have and see how absurd the things that he's saying and doing are. Maybe we'll find some form of humor in it. And, uh, yeah, that, that's all I'm going for, kind of entertain myself and maybe some others. You know what I mean? So uh, I think I'm up to a big, bulky, unstoppable 20 motherfucking subscribers. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, you know, what else can I tell you? So that's what all I got. I'll talk to you motherfuckers later. Peace. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.